Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning. It is time to get up with Dak. He'll be back, but is all the flack whack or a smack attack that he'll never shellac? We'll answer those questions. Meanwhile, the news in Philly is even better than they think it is. We'll tell you why this could be only the first verse of Fly Eagles Fly. And then, here we go again. A-A-Ron and the decision that will reshape the entire offseason. We've got a major hint which way this thing is going to go. And it's on the way as we get up with you starting right now on a Tuesday. Get up back and better than ever. Here we roll. How about the bars today? Dropping bars. Oh, I love it. You know I love a good Dak Ron. Feeling it. Good thing his name is an orange. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really hard. I, it's, it's, the fact that the quarterback of the Cowboys is a name that ends in act is one of the great things that's ever happened to me. Graziano Foxworth, Tannenbaum, and the big swagoo. Marcus Spears is up and ready to go as well. And it does begin with Mr. Prescott in Dallas and all the fallout following a disastrous Sunday for the Cowboys. Dak committing Dallas's two turnovers in a loss to the Niners. The pair of interceptions, the second one, coming in the red zone. Those picks leading to six points for San Francisco in what was a one-score game throughout. Dak really struggled throwing the ball downfield. He went three of 11 with an interception on throws of 10 or more air yards. That pick came in his own territory on a late throw outside the numbers and led to points. 16 of Dak's 17 interceptions this year, actually, came on straight dropbacks, including both of them against the 49ers. He completed just 55% of his non-play action attempts on Sunday night. And then this is something that people are starting to pay a, a reasonable amount of attention to, and I think for good reason. The Dallas Cowboys official Twitter site posted a tweet placing the blame for the loss on Dak Prescott. There is actually a picture of Dak. This is like a screen grab, but if you actually look at the tweet itself, there's actually a, a forlorn-looking photo of Dak. And as you see, it says Dak Prescott gave away the ball twice in the narrow loss to the 49ers in a matchup the Cowboys had a chance to win if they didn't again generate self-inflicted wounds. The tweet then links to an article on the Cowboys website. So, all right, well, with friends like those, who needs enemies? <laughs> that is a, a, a bizarre twist here that I didn't see coming. Before anything, we got to start with Marcus. When it comes to the Cowboys, I, I was watching Marcus Spears after the loss on Sunday night, posting videos on Instagram alone in the dark, looking very, <laughs> very sad. Uh, Marcus, your re- and obviously the Dak conversation has taken center stage. Yeah. Take it away, big fella. I still feel alone. Gee, that's how I feel. And I know a lot of people are hurting along with me, but I feel alone. Um, look, look, man, this was, you know, we talked about this, and this was one of those situations where inconsistency, and think about what we talked about last year and how that season ended with clock management, and we talked about it all this year with the turnovers and also had some clock management issues. But I, I just I felt like everybody talked about Tampa last week. And, and it was a good win. Everybody, I was excited about it. I was glad that, they, that he got the playoff win. But this was the week, right? Like, we, we, I was in New York with you guys. 
this was the week. I picked the 49ers to win this game because of inconsistency of Dak's play, inconsistency of Kellen Moore and how he called plays. You just didn't see a team. And, G, I'm going to go all the way back. Mm-hmm. And you were right for majority of this season. Do you remember I sat here after Dak got hurt and how dejected I was and said mm-hmm. it was over? Mm-hmm. And you had to talk me off a cliff. And I was, I was, I was optimistic after that four-game streak with Cooper Rush, knowing that Dak would come back and give another level of quarterback play, which he didn't because the turnovers are a thing. I know Dak is better than Cooper Rush at quarterback, but the turnovers are a thing, and it makes you look as normal or as bad as any quarterback in the NFL. But when I looked at this game, G, the thing that I came away with was they didn't have enough. <laughs> like, and, and, and to add insult to injury, Tony Pollard gets hurt. But they didn't have enough. And that's what I was alluding to when Dak went out. That's why every time a move was made in this league with a player or a star player going to Dallas, I was like, "Where? why are y'all not doing anything? I know the OBJ thing came up, and obviously the ACL was still an issue, so that kind of was water under the bridge. But when we got to this game against San Francisco, and we know in the playoffs, and Foxy can speak to this, it's players over plays. And Dallas ran out of players. Here's what I and will say. And their quarterback wasn't playing at a high level. I hear you. And, and general, but, but I, I have to disagree. Because Dominique Foxworth, and, and, and I'm a Dak fan. I am not one of these Dak bashers. But you have to call it like you see it. The Cowboys had enough. They had enough to win that game. Their defense played more than well enough to win. They had enough players to win that game. Their quarterback didn't play well enough to win that game. That was the difference to me on Sunday. No, I think that's right. No one can disagree with you. Like, the decisions that he made, he should have had more interceptions than he had, frankly. You can't argue that um, he wasn't, that he played well enough to to win the game and that the people around him failed. That's not an argument you can make. I think what uh, Marcus might be pushing back against, and I'm certainly ready to push back against, is like the ridiculously violent uh, pendulum shift to like, can they ever win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott? Can they? Like, of course they can. Okay. Like he played yeah. poorly in this situation, and yes, given the way that he plays, I think a, from some like a few more um, playmakers on offense would be nice. It would take pressure off of him. When you're in a situation where you're playing against a team that's better than you, which the 49ers we all agree are more talented, you're an underdog. You're going across the country. You can't play as poorly as they did. Well, not as far as we would go to mm-hmm. um, California, but they're on the road. And you can't play as poorly as he did. But part of that is finding a way to take some of the pressure off of him because he's not going to be Patrick And Mike T, what about this? What are they posting on the Twitter? What, what yeah, is that? Greedy, that's unacceptable. If I was the GM of that team, I would have walked down there, I would have deleted myself, and I would have fired the person Whoa. that put up that tweet. Ooh. That is unacceptable. Your organization should be a place of comfort and support for your players. Look, you got to cut them. You do that behind closed doors. You want to criticize them, you do it behind closed doors. That sends a horrible message to your locker room. And I'll tell you the other thing, as a free agent, I would really have second guess, uh, second thoughts about going to a place that you're going to air out your long. Let the rest of the world bash your team. You can't do that. That is not what a first-class organization. You don't see Baltimore doing that. You don't see Philadelphia doing that. They've had bumps in the road, but you handle it behind closed doors. And somebody higher up by now, they know about that. It's one thing to say Sunday night, I'll give them a free pass. But Tuesday morning, it's 8.07 green. We're still talking about that. Unacceptable. It's still there. I mean, what, what we're showing you there is actually a, just a picture of it on Twitter. So it is still there. Now, here's why this is important. Well, there are any number of reasons why it's important, but the biggest one is this. Dan Graziano 
If you look at the contract mm -hmm. that Dak Prescott has, yes. where exactly are we as far as defining the future of the quarterback position for the Cowboys? They're arriving at the point of, of having to make a decision. He has two years left on the contract. Only one of those years is guaranteed. That's this coming year, $31 million. So they're at a point now, and again, the, the cap number for this year is almost $50 million. Whatever they do, they probably have to make some sort of adjustment that, that gets that down for this year. They can do that. But the question they have to ask themselves is, do we want to extend them again? And that's something, they don't have to do it now, but if they don't do it this offseason, they're definitely going to confront it next offseason. And depending on the way in which they answer that question, and maybe they don't have a definitive answer to it just yet, they have to start, th this is the time when they have to start thinking about the possibility that he's not there long term and maybe look at someone early in the draft. So those are the decisions that confront the Cowboys right now with regard to Dak Prescott. Look, they could say, he's our guy, we'll extend him, we'll extend him right now with two years left on the deal, no questions asked. But <laughs> remember the last time? Yeah, they did do that. It wasn't that cut and dried. That, yeah. That's the so, point. Marcus, that, that's the yeah. point I'm trying to get to here is, here, here's the bottom line. The last time the Cowboys had to, a decision to make about Dak Prescott, they kicked it the can all the way to the very last moment they possibly could. Should they be making a decision right now? Dak's our guy. Let's get this done. Let's learn from the mistakes they're making in Baltimore and everywhere else and not have all of that going on with our franchise quarterback. He's our guy for the next decade. No ifs, ands, or buts. No, G. They shouldn't because you always looking for an upgrade. Like, look, as much as Foxy and I talk about Dak, and we respect uh -oh. Dak as a player, you look for an upgrade in football. That's just what it is. There are particular guys that, that probably won't come available that if they were to come available, you would probably go that direction. Listen, Jerry Goff was the first overall pick in the NFL, went to a Super Bowl, and the Rams couldn't wait to trade him for Matthew Stafford, who they thought was a significant upgrade, which resulted in a, in a, in a, in a uh, Super Bowl. It's not that Dak can't play in this league. It's not that he can't play at a high level. You have to make a determination of what you're going to need around him. And when I say not enough, what I mean is when Dak Prescott has been asked in these moments, okay, to deliver, he hasn't been able to. Mm -hmm. But also, we don't, we don't think that Dak Prescott is a step under Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo has been to a Super Bowl. That is the comparison that I'm making. I think because, not think, I know because he's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. He started off with a lot of early success, which those teams were stacked. We look at this game. See, when, when Tony Pollard went out the game, CeeDee Lamb had 10 catches, I think, for 100-plus yards. The next guy had like 20 yards receiving. That's mm -hmm. not the formula for Dak yep. Prescott. We've reached that breaking point that he is not going to be the word that uh, I think Mike T. you a force multiplier. He will sometimes. That's why my key word has been inconsistency about him and Kellen Moore. Should they extend the contract right now? Absolutely, because it's only going to get more expensive. And Swagoo's making a great point about that Ram situation, but I would say that's more the exception, not the rule. It's going to be really hard to get a quarterback better than Dak Prescott. I'm much more concerned about the coaching because of his 17 interceptions. 11 came with the lead or when they were tied, and I put that more on the coaches than on him. But if we were running a team, Greeny, I'd be hard-pressed to get a better quarterback than Dak, and the price is only going to get more expensive than Jalen Hurts and everybody team. else getting an extension. Your leadership, Mike character. All, go ahead, Marcus. You're forgetting something, Mike T, and yeah. you, everything you just said is logical. Who's the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, Mike yeah. T? Some guy that likes to tweet, apparently. So, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm. If Aaron Rodgers became available, 
Do oh. you think he would stick with Dak Prescott? Yeah, I'm hard-pressed to think that the Packers would ever trade Aaron Rodgers. I, that ain't what I'm asking you. That's not what I'm asking you. That's not what I'm asking you. We've been hard-pressed, and we've seen a lot of things change, Mike T. Mm-hmm. You know I love you. But I'm telling you, with Jerry Jones is at that point now, mortality, and it's it's iffy to talk about it, but we see his reaction to the loss in this game. Mm-hmm. And there are blueprints around this league about what you can do with particular quarterbacks. We yeah. are going to interject that into this conversation. Why, if, if the right quarterback becomes available and Jerry Jones is sitting there talking about he's sick about what just transpired, for as much respect we have as Dak Prescott as a person, you know that that's not out the realm of possibility based on what we've seen happen in this league. Oh, believe me, it will be interjected into the conversation. Okay, this has taken a turn we did not expect, and we are delighted. And we will follow it as we continue. In the meantime, we have much more on this Tuesday. Philly's finest on the way. Is Jalen Hurts already the best quarterback in the NFC? Sounds like a silly question. It actually isn't, and we'll explain why. Plus, Tom Brady fired up and dropping bombs. You will hear the question that set him off yesterday, and we'll try and figure out why. All that and more on the way as we get up with you on ESPN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious. In the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Get Up is brought to you by the new Hulu original docu-series, The 1619 Project, premiering this Thursday, January 26th. 
streaming only on Hulu. And we have this breaking news. Just in, Adam Schefter tweeting just a few moments ago that Bill O'Brien, most recently of Alabama, of course, former head coach of the Houston Texans and former offensive coordinator of the New England Patriots, is returning to New England in that role. Uh, He will be back now to uh, tutor Mac Jones, with whom he worked briefly at Alabama. So we were waiting to see what Belichick would do there in New England. He has gone back to somebody knows well, Bill O'Brien, back in New England as the offensive coordinator. Meanwhile, let's play a game called Believe It or Not. Marcus Spears, here we go. If I said Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the NFL, you believe it or not? No. Is his last name Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback. I don't know. Look, I love my brothers Dan and uh, RC. No, he's not the best quarterback. It's Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is about to play in his fifth AFC champ game. I know Joe Burrow and his team has beat him three times. Patrick Mahomes has already won a Super Bowl. And might I add, he's probably going to be the MVP of the league. Okay? Can we not do this? Well, I just told y'all, G, that we always try to ordain him. Mike T, uh, if I said the Giants could win a Super Bowl with Daniel Jones and Saquon, believe it or not. Believe it. Now, with that said, I have a big shopping list. I need two receivers, another corner, two linebackers, and maybe one more offensive lineman. But the way this league is going, the way Daniel Jones can pressure a defense horizontally as well as vertically with this explosive running game of Saquon Barkley, they absolutely can be foundational pieces to a championship. I like it. Uh, Graziano, uh, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are on the verge of a dynasty. Do you believe it or not? Not. How can you be a dynasty when we know for a fact you aren't even going to win your division next year? We know for a fact. 18 years. No repeat NFC's champion. The only thing we know about next year is that the Eagles won't win the division. Can't be a dynasty if you can't win back-to-back titles. Well, so let me push back on my esteemed colleague, Mr. Graziano here. This is real, man. The the, the statistic you are offering is 100% accurate. Yeah. However, uh, past results are not necessarily indicative of future outcomes. Here's the deal. They are, they are good, they are young, they are loaded on both sides of the ball, and they have a 23-year-old superstar whom their coach just compared to Michael Jordan <laughs> at quarterback in a conference yeah. where he is probably already the best quarterback. You tell me why we shouldn't say they're the favorite for the foreseeable future. Football. <laughs> Football happens. So, like, I, I get it. I would be as excited as anyone if I was an Eagles fan right now. They need to take this season and obviously this game one step at a time. But they do have all the building blocks for a long run. But a lot of teams have had that in the past. The important thing, I think, right now is to continue to elevate Jalen Hurts and allow Jalen Hurts to elevate this team. This next game is a big step for him. Because last week, as great as he looked and as great as this team was, it doesn't feel like we're going to treat that win over the Giants, who no one even expected to make the playoffs, we're going to treat that as a big playoff win. It's not fair what we do, but it is what we do, and I think it also permeates the team. When Jalen Hurts leads a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter of a playoff game, you then feel differently about the quarterback you have. Okay, so, so then there's, there are the stakes here, Marcus, both tangibly and intangibly this weekend for Jalen Hurts. We understand what the tangible stakes are. If they win, they go to the Super Bowl. How about what's at stake for him? Does he, are, there, are there any remaining questions he needs to answer with a statement performance against the best defense in the NFL on Sunday in your mind? No, uh, he can answer. He can answer the question that they are going to be a, a team to be reckoned with as far as dynasty if they can keep these guys together. The problem is so many things change within one offseason to say a dynasty. But Jalen Hurts is the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback. 
as long as Nick Sirianni is there and as long as they stay in the same vein of what they do offensively, y'all, I'm telling you right now, like last last <laughs> Sunday when I watched San Francisco and Dallas, I I would have I would have thought that San Francisco was the team that could go and be fit. Philly is a much better team than the San Francisco 49ers. Yes. Mm. Like, like, and, and look, that don't mean that they're going to win the game. We all know that. But when you look at how Jalen Hurts operated, not just not because it's the Giants. Remember, it is 13 wins on the season, yeah. by the way. This ain't yeah. just a one-game litmus test. They are damn near impossible to defend. And like I was saying about Dallas, G, they have people everywhere. Like, who you going to guard? In on this offense, mm-hmm. they run the ball well. Jalen uses his legs well. You got A.J. Brown outside, who we know is a top five receiver in this league. Devontae Smith, when you want to go over the top of A.J. Brown. Dallas Goddard in the middle of this field. The defense has 70 sacks on the season. Now, that may be a bunch of change over there, but you got to pass the ball because usually you're playing from behind. This team is the best team in the NFC. That's why I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. That's why I picked them to win the NFC East. And to Grise's point, like, we could bet on those numbers, but Howie Roseman has done a better job than anybody in that division as far as putting a team together, which is why I was on this damn show about to pass out six weeks in a row. <laughs> let, me, let, me make, let me make clear what I'm asking. I'm not asking if he's the quarterback next year. Right. That there's obviously. I'm talking about elite. I'm talking about MVP caliber. I'm talking about do you rip up his contract this offseason and pay him right now? 100%. Like, he, like, well, how about his coach saying he's Michael Jordan? Yeah, well, that's line number one for the agent. I'm sure Howie Rosen's blood pressure went up quite a bit because, look, he's going to be paid at the top of the heap. If I'm them, I want to get the deal done right away. He is extension eligible. He was a second-round pick, and we know what's coming down the pike between Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. So, to me, he is going to be the highest-paid quarterback. If I'm Philly, I want to do it sooner than later and let those other guys eclipse me. Yeah, Dan Graziano, you, you made like an interesting it. point. You said to me this morning, he may be right now the best quarterback in the NFC. As, as ridiculous as it feels to say it after one season, it may be right. That's one of the questions that came in last night where we're doing show notes. And I read it and like, nah, there's no way. But then I'm looking at the rest of the NFC. I'm like, you know what? He might. I mean, look, Aaron yeah. Rodgers certainly has a track record and can bounce. But there's not a lot of other guys. Look, I, 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 I absolutely believe in Jalen Hurts. I think the Philadelphia Eagles could absolutely make the playoffs as a wild card team next year and make noise. I just know they're not going to win their division. I know this. <laughs> the only argument against Jalen Hurts being the best right now is about longevity. He's had two good seasons. Yeah. You could say that Dax had a longer run or Aaron Rodgers has a longer run. But right now... He's playing the best. Yeah, I'm picking a quarterback out of NFC teams. It's him. And when Marcus was running down all the weapons and help that he has, the biggest help that Marcus didn't even get to yet, that damn offensive line. Them bruises Mm -hmm. up there make it a lot easier. If you remember, like, best seasons that Dak had. Offensive line was incredible. Something about, even though um, our guy Jeff Saturday's not here anymore, we got to respect the importance of being able to block. And, oh, by the way, their defense sacked the quarterback 70 times this season. They essentially rushed the quarterback. They're the 85 Bears. All right, we will get to more on him. I didn't even get to Tom Brady in there, which wait till you hear how aggravated he got for no reason whatsoever. What happened when you start getting older? He's, he's cranky. The man is cranky. And you're going to hear why as we continue. In the meantime, we're also going to talk more about Jerry Jones. He doesn't sound like a man who wants to change coaches. But should he? Is it time to drop the mic? We will make a case that you might not be expecting. Plus, we're also going to make a deal. How much would it cost to get Aaron Rodgers? Can he win a Super Bowl somewhere else? 
can that somewhere be my team? And if so, what can I do to make it happen? It's on the way. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a Tuesday, so it's time for Overreaction Tuesday. I'm going to say something that I think people are generally saying, and Dan Graziano is going to tell us if that something is an overreaction. So if people are saying the ankle is going to keep Patrick Mahomes out of the Super Bowl, is that an overreaction? It's not an overreaction because the Cincinnati Bengals have beaten a healthy Patrick Mahomes three times in the last 13 months. The ankle in a game this evenly matched could make a difference, especially Greeny, because I don't think the Bengals are going to be quite as generous <laughs> as the Jacksonville Jaguars were, who decided for some reason not to send any pressure after a clearly injured Patrick Mahomes in the entire second half of a playoff game. I think this is the kind of thing that could make the difference. Could Mahomes win the game? Yes, absolutely. But it's not an overreaction to think this could make the difference. All right, then let's talk about the team the Bengals just beat. If people are saying the Bills just missed their best chance, to win the Super Bowl these last two years. Is that an overreaction? Yes, it's an overreaction. I understand it's one that people are having. Josh Allen is 26 years old. This is a a proven, successful coaching staff that had a terrible day Sunday. I'm not arguing that. But they need to get to work on the roster a little bit. He needs another receiver or two. Von Miller coming back would obviously help the pass rush. And if he's not going to come back, they need to find someone else who can. But this, I think this remains a very strong division favorite, playoff favorite kind of team for the near future. Fair enough. And then we get back to the Cowboys. If I said the Cowboys can win the Super Bowl with Mike McCarthy as their coach, is that an overreaction? I, I think it's an overreaction. I, I just don't think this, this group as currently constructed and the way it plays feels like a Super Bowl team to me. It's the mistakes, it's the self-inflicted wounds that the team website is perfectly willing to trumpet. I I just feel like at at some point, something significant is going to have to change. Uh, Whether it's, as we talk about, a quarterback change, more likely at some point a coaching change. Uh, It just doesn't feel like this is a team that's on the right track. Well, the question is, when would that time be if they were to make a coaching change? We had RC in here yesterday, Ryan Clark, as always on these Mondays, and He believes Jerry Jones and the Cowboys won't have time to wait on a coaching change. Here's what he said. Mike McCarthy's not changing. Dak Prescott is not changing. What is that natural progression to win a Super Bowl? And if you had an infinite amount of time, you can allow Mike McCarthy to get there. Jerry Jones does not. And Jerry Jones doesn't want to win a Super Bowl. Jerry Jones needs to win a Super Bowl. But he is making this decision based on mortality. Not the mortality of their Super Bowl window, but his actual, literal mortality. How many years do I have to live to see my team win a Super Bowl? And that means he can't wait. It was RC yesterday, Dominique. You find that an unprovable <laughs> take? Why we killing Terry, man? Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's a billionaire. He probably bought it. He got it. Probably got an 18 year old heart. You're talking about Ricky yeah, Bobby, right? With advances in modern science and my high level of income, I, you know, I've yeah, lived to right. 200. So, so. <laughs> but but we, we we do acknowledge the fact 
that he is much older than he was yeah. when they were winning once upon a time, and he may feel some level of urgency to do so. But that really doesn't even feel like the question to me, Marcus. Here's what I will say. I cannot sit here and say Mike McCarthy deserves to be fired for the job that he has done. He has won 24 regular season games the last two years and a playoff game. No one would look at that and say, fire the coach immediately. Here is the real question, though, Marcus. Are they at a place right now where you can just kind of run it back and try and say, this group is going to get me where I want to go? Or do they need to make some sort of major move, a jarring move of some sort? And, and, and a jarring move doesn't mean changing around, you know, your linebackers. It Hell means no. making a change at coach or at they quarterback. Not, they not at a place where they could just run it back. That's number one. I didn't okay. feel like they were at a place where they could run it back this year. What Graz just said is absolutely right. Um, I think you can win a Super Bowl with Mike McCarthy. I don't think you can win one with Kellen Moore. And that, nobody wants to talk about the elephant in the room, all right? Guys, Mike McCarthy didn't hire, hire Kellen Moore. Mm. That was a holdover from Jerry Jones, okay? So as much as we get on here and we talk about Mike McCarthy's job, I, I defended Mike McCarthy uh, a couple weeks ago when we were talking, is he going to be fired if you go to Tampa? Bruh, Mike McCarthy has been to the playoffs twice in three years of coaching. All right, he won a playoff game this year. His quarterback turned the football over. He can't control that. That's Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott. I have been saying it for two months. Two months I've been sitting here saying, hey, man, Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott are the most important people to if Dallas can win anything. I still didn't think they were going to win a Super Bowl. I mm -hmm. didn't think that they would beat, beat Philly in a playoff game fully healthy. But ultimately, we, come, we, we keep talking about this man's job, man. Like, at, so who are you going to get? All right, let's just say you get Sean Payton. <laughs> You still don't have the roster. The roster! Howie Roseman went out and traded for A.J. Brown. We just finished talking about Philly and their offensive line and how it was put together. This team was better suited to win a Super Bowl when Dak was a rookie than they are right now. And the coach is still having some success. We're getting them to at least to the playoffs in the tournament to have a chance at getting there. I Look, I don't mind bearing a coach, okay? Don't, don't mind it at all when I think he needs that type of vitriol and energy. We keep talking about Mike McCarthy. I've been in this organization. I'm telling y'all, Kellen Moore is that guy in waiting like Jason Garrett was when he was in waiting, controlling what they do offensively. Boy wonder is what hmm. they tagged him. Now, mm -hmm. we can talk about that turnovers, and that's rightfully so, but we need to have the same type of energy going towards Kellen Moore as well. Do y'all think it's a coincidence? I'm going to give y'all another example. Do y'all think it's a coincidence that Josh Allen potentially struggled under Ken Dorsey after Brian Dayball left? Yeah. That's how important an offensive coordinator is. Absolutely. So why do you disagree, Mike? You look like you disagree. I totally disagree. And they do need to make a major change. And it's at the head coach position. And I'll give you two facts while I go to back that up. In the two last two years, they have 278 penalties, the most in the NFL, and they have 23 turnovers. And that's not on Kellen Moore. That's on the head coach. And if you're trying to narrow the gap between Philadelphia and San Francisco and yourself, I would start at the head coach and bring somebody in that will have a lot more discipline. Because as we saw in the game this weekend, and we did a year ago, Maybe we could argue San Francisco had a little bit better roster, but the end of the half and how you manage those games are hugely consequential. And I'll say something about Rex, who I know sits here every Monday. When we had all that postseason success with Mark Sanchez, he didn't let him throw interceptions. 
he figured out how to manage the game, and that's why we were successful with a, an undermanned roster, certainly at quarterback. And Mike to me, T, that was you 10 years a, ago. <laughs> you, unfortunately, you, it's 12 years ago. But, 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 but Dominique, let me, let me yeah. put it in a different frame. The original yeah. question I asked you, does this team need a major, you know, I'm, I'm envisioning like yeah. what is that thing that you put on a chest and boom, you know, like it needs something to just completely shock the defibrillator. system. Yeah. Defibrillator. Does yeah. this team need some sort of shock yeah, I, to the I, system? I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that they're dead is the thing is they've been competitive these last couple years. I, I know people it. don't like it, but I think when you shake up the snow globe, you assume that all the pieces are going to land right where they're supposed to. Well, snow globe's a bad analogy, but let's yeah. use chess. It's a chessboard, and you don't have the places on the chessboard where you want them to be. Just shaking it up doesn't mean they're going to land in a better place. Right. Like, yeah. replacing one piece with a known improvement would be something to do, but we don't have anybody that we know is an improvement. Pointing to Dak Prescott. I know Dak Prescott is not going to be Patrick Mahomes. He's not going to be, but he's so much better than the alternative. What is the alternative? And the same thing is probably true for Mike McCarthy. If you can move on to Sean Payton, that's an improvement. If you could move on, I guess, promote Dan Quinn, maybe that's an improvement. But assuming that this team is going to automatically go from being competitive to, like, actual champions because of head, head coaching change, I think is wrong. Go ahead, Danny. Yeah, I, I think, look, the, the key thing to understand is how the Dallas Cowboys operate. When they needed a head coach a couple of years ago, they interviewed just a handful of people. Right. Right? They interviewed McCarthy. They interviewed Marvin Lewis. It was not an extensive search. <laughs> I don't think they're looking for the same thing everybody else is looking for at head right. coach, right? Like, wouldn't you love to go out and, and, and unearth a, a Nick Sirianni or a Brian Dayball and, like, re-energize? That's not what the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys is for. It's got to be somebody who's okay playing a secondary role to Jerry Jones. There you like, go. McCarthy fits what they want, right? And he is winning games. So, I don't expect – and, look, by the way, Sean Payton – but, but I get they're, they're, they're winning games. They're do not, a blind resume with Sean Payton and Mike McCarthy. Greedy. It's the same. They what? may be winning games. They're not winning championships. And to win championships, it's on the margins in football. And turnovers and penalties are a great example of what on the margin means. That's fair. Marcus, if I were to say to you, as purely an observer, sitting from the relative distance in which I do, that it feels to me like the best coach in that building is Dan Quinn, and he's about to walk out the door to become someone else's head coach, what would you say? I got no problem with that, if you think Dan Quinn is. He's been to a Super Bowl, albeit didn't win it. Kyle Shanahan, coincidentally, was his offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. Guys, listen, this is coaching, the, the head coaching position, especially because Grimes made the best point. The head coaching decision in Dallas is to make sure that you and Jerry can get along. That's number one. And make sure that he can have your ear. I was sitting on first take when this hire was made. This was no hire that was unconventional for the Dallas Cowboys. This made all the sense in the world based on what Jerry Jones does when he's hiring head coaches. This wasn't a, a situation where you go get a young, hot offensive coordinator like a Nick Sirianni who's going to have to take over the franchise alone and have a close relationship with the general manager and say, these are the type of players that I want. This ain't, ain't a Sean McVay situation or a Kyle Shanahan situation. This is not that. Jerry has a way of, of hiring coaches that he's going to be able to have the ear of. And if, if, if they think that this is going to be the Super Bowl formula, it hasn't for 27 years. That's right. <laughs> for and 27 years, right. it has not been the formula. Right. And that's, I think, what people have to understand. We started this with the comments from RC, a right. passionate individual who cannot conceive of, of running a pro football team and not burning to win a championship. Right. Jerry Jones is fine. We are talking fine, about the man. Dallas Cowboys on you. Tuesday of Conference Championship Week that they aren't in. 
The Cowboys are a success I think, story. I think right. we all assume that he's a general manager and a team of a, a owner of a team when actually he's like a media executive. And he's built the most impressive Bro. media empire of anybody but, in professional sports. But they're close to winning, though. They are great. The, they, they were in the final They've 12 last close. year. The final eight. How do but you, you get want to fire the coach? That's the question he asked. I think he would love to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. You can't but say they're close the notion and that, he, that, he, that he desperately needs to before he leaves this planet. There's hey, a hierarchy hey, you know of what? things that are important to him. You know what Tell me, yeah. you know what would tell Quickly. me? I was yeah. I was in Dallas when one one move told me that Jerry was serious about winning the Super Bowl. When he went and signed Terrell Owens. Yeah. yeah. That's what told me he was serious about yeah. trying to win a Super Bowl. And when he yeah. signed Leonard Davis, and when we had a backfield, that those are teams that the Cowboys can be mad at that we didn't get it done. Because those teams actually had the talent. Jason yeah. Witten going to the Hall of Fame. We were a top-tier defense. And, and when Wade Phillips came in and we had a tremendous amount of success, a couple years later he wanted to get young. He wanted Jason Garrett to be his guy. And eventually he, Jason Garrett had a couple good years in the beginning, and then it started being 8-8, eight 8-8, eight, 8-8. Eight eight, eight eight. And I'm not going to even sit here and blast Jason. Those rosters wasn't all like to, to, to take the world over. But yeah. the bottom line is this. We can keep blaming Mike McCarthy when the second receiver in a playoff game had 20-plus yards. I Go get, get DeAndre Hopkins. That'll tell me if you want to win or not. Fair enough. I, I would, I'm, all I am is an observer of what is going on. And the last time that they had gr- genuinely great teams, Jimmy Johnson was their coach. He put them together. He won, the, he won all three of those Super Bowls, regardless yeah. of whose name is on the third one. And ago. that's the reality. Well, it's a lifetime ago, well, and that's not an a coincidence. Well, if it's an example of the type of players – it makes sense. Jimmy right, Johnson had Hall of Famers all over the place. My bad. All right, I'm super late. We got to run. I got a million other things to do. I'm still – I have to get to the most important thing of the morning here, which is figuring out how I get Aaron Rodgers. That's, that's easy. By the end easy. of this hour, I will have him. This is my goal. This is my goal. We are – I'm making no bones about it. We'll figure out how next. All right, we are back on Get Up, and if you missed it on Saturday, amidst all of the pregame coverage of the playoff games, Adam Schefter was on NFL Countdown here on ESPN and used the words real possibility when describing the chances that Aaron Rodgers might be traded away from Green Bay during this offseason. And so here we go again with another year of this. Now, I will start with my general manager, and that's Mike Tannenbaum. Once upon a time, you traded for an aging, legendary Green Bay Packers quarterback, Um, His name was Brett Favre. What is your sense of how this works out here with Aaron Rodgers going forward? You certainly could do it. It's somewhat complicated with this contract, so you want to do it before the options exercise. But basically, you would call up Green Bay. Canley, I would have done it two weeks ago and say, hey, I want to talk to the agent, and I want to sit down with Aaron Rodgers and say, hey, look, I'm not looking for a two-year sort of relationship here. This is for the next 50 years. You come to New York, this could be transformative. Look at Michael Strahan. Look at Nate Burleson. You want to meet with heads of state at the UN. You want to meet with heads of media, (laughs) banking. Whatever you want to do, Aaron Rodgers, we are going to make this the transformative move of your life. So you can go to Tennessee and play Football, but we're talking about something much bigger. I don't know why that tickled me. Eric, we've got Emmanuel Macron for you right here. Come Whatever on. it takes. Okay. Whatever it takes. Here's the question. Here's okay. the question. Let's just try and be serious about it for a minute. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is coming off by his standards, candidly, yeah. by most standards, 
not such a sensational season. Is he still a player that you inject him into an otherwise good team and immediately they are a Super Bowl team? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that there are reasons that last year what didn't go as well as you wanted to go. Part of it is injury, and part of it is, like, development of the players around him. I think two years ago, or, uh, yeah, two seasons ago, he was coming off of back-to-back MVP. Right. He hasn't lost all of that already. And, yes, in the right situation, any quarterback's going to get better. And that, the most important thing, I think, is protection, offensive line play. They actually have a good offensive line in Green Bay. So, as much as I know you want him, and as much as I know a lot of teams could use Aaron Rodgers, I'm not sure what he would be looking for if he's leaving Green Bay, other than just wanting to get out of Green Bay, because I'm not sure he's going to find a better But he situation. seems to want a bunch of his guys back, and there's, there's a sense from what I can tell, Dan, that the Packers are looking to turn the page on some of these aging veterans they've had for a long time who are his friends, and that that might be part of the reason that he looks to go someplace else. Of course, right. David Bakhtiari, the left tackle, obviously a great player and someone that Aaron Rodgers values very highly, but he's had trouble staying on the field the last couple of years, and he's getting a little older. So if you're the Packers and you're thinking about being the Packers beyond when Aaron Rodgers is there, oh, we may have to look at the left tackle spot. We may have to look at moving on from Aaron Jones and giving A.J. Dillon more. Like, like those are the kinds of moves any team has to make. So when we use a phrase like hold the team hostage, right, I think in Aaron Rodgers' case, that's some of what's going on. If he is saying, and we don't know, it sounds like he is, if he is saying, well, I'd be a lot more likely to come back if you kept this guy, this guy, this guy, you're the Packers, you have to decide, do we give him what he wants or do we do what's best for the team and hope that it works out with him? The decisions they've made over the last couple years have all been in the former basket. Right? And and much more so than usual for the Green Bay Packers. So it'll be fascinating to see what they do. But it absolutely could be traded. You talk about picking up the option. Very interesting clause in the contract. That option does not have to be picked up until the day before the first game of the regular season. Yeah. So they could go all through training camp if they want to and still trade him. Uh, it might make more sense to see what, what whoever who, who ends up getting desperate. The expectation is that we will hear from Rodgers today, his regular Tuesday visit with our friend Pat McAfee. McAfee, I'm going to call you later. I've got stuff for you to bounce off him before you get this conversation <laughs> with him. In the meantime, uh, Marcus, uh, to you. Because I know that you became very frustrated. Last time we talked about this, you were very frustrated with the Aaron Rodgers conversation. But now it feels like it has taken a different turn. Do you believe Aaron Rodgers goes someplace else and leads that someone to becoming an immediate Super Bowl contender? Good luck, Aaron. Blessings on your journey. (laughs) I mean, look, man, Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback. All I want to know from Aaron Rodgers, I'm not concerned about where he's going to go. Just like I got frustrated talking about where he going to go the first time. All I care about if if, if is Aaron Rodgers going to do what it takes to win a championship. He definitely didn't do it in Green Bay leading into this season. So we he can go to anywhere. He can go anywhere and be a good quarterback. But are you going to do what it takes? There's a lot of work that goes on before the season actually starts in order for you to try to position your team to win a championship. He's one of those guys that can galvanize and bring young players along and go build rapport with receivers on the other team. That's what the rant was about. Like, mm-hmm. th- th- nobody's concerned about if Aaron Rodgers can play at a high level. I hadn't heard anybody say, oh, he didn't have a good year this year, so he fell off a cliff. All I care about is what is Aaron Rodgers going to do this offseason to build with the guys that he's going to play football with in the regular season? Because mm-hmm. he damn sure ain't did that the last two years.
All right, we'll see where that winds up going again. Maybe we'll hear from Rogers today. I like the idea of heads of state. I'm going to try to work that <laughs> into my pitch. Okay, it is time now for the eagerly anticipated Zero Fox Given. We have a special edition from Dominique today because today we are always very careful in the way we enunciate the word <laughs> Zero Fox Given, but today it actually takes on a different tone. Today it could become Zero Socks Given. Yes. Oh. We have special socks. We do have special socks. They're a gift. Take them our, our okay. Okay. <laughs> quality gift from okay. my man Suave, our producer. Zero Fox. Look at the athletic with the socks. Okay, <laughs> let's roll. All right. So first up, Micah Parsons. Like I feel like he talks and plays the same way. Like he does not give a damn. <laughs> In the play that we all appreciated this weekend, that we all saw over and over again, it's not the pressure. It's the power. <laughs> that is a large man. Micah Parsons also a large man, but not as big as McGlinchy. Look at that. Oh. That is incredible. Reggie White hump move, in case you guys – you don't see this in the NFL anymore. I don't know if it's because O-linemen are bigger or D-linemen are not as strong, but Micah Parsons, oh. let's not forget, oh. he was an off-the-ball linebacker at one point, oh, and now God. he is turning people laterally. <laughs> next, Zeke. My next play is Zeke. It's from the oh. same game. Oh. I'm not sure if Zeke gave zero foxes or <laughs> if it was that coaching staff that did not care about Zeke. Oh. Why are we playing flag football, putting Zeke <laughs> – no! No! And then, oh gosh, this was an unfortunate but appropriate way to end the game. Oh. Watching Zeke get plowed over the way, frankly, the Cowboys offense was for much of that day. <laughs> and that's unfair to do to Zeke. Why do you pay him all that money to just get embarrassed like this on this particular play? That was, that was one of the worst last-ditch efforts. Yeah, <laughs> that was so sad. That's the last moment of Zeke Elliott's oh. career in Dallas. All right, and, and then, the last and one is Joe Burrow. Oh. Like, I honestly, I just wanted a reason to watch this again. Don't say nothing, Mike. This man is so damn cool. I'm almost 40 years old. I'll be 40 next month, and I look up to Joe Burrow. Look at that man. I might get me some tiger striped pants just because he looks cool as hell doing everything. And there's some value to this. I think that obviously this video is one thing, but the way that this team responds to him, because his game was good on the week over the weekend, but he wasn't like dominant like uh, Mahomesian in that situation. But still, we all all walk away from that knowing that this team has taken on his personality. And we all know how we've all thought about the Bengals through the history yep. of the Bengals. Absolutely. It is not until Joe Burrow showed up, now we think this place is the all right place to be. He has won as many playoff games already, and he is in his third season as the franchise had won in its existence before he got there. All right, more quarterback conversation as we go. Dak getting a ton of flack after the Cowboys' awful performance in San Francisco. And he's getting it from a place you might not expect. Wait till you see this next. Get up on ESPN.